G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. People talk about praying, but exactly how do we do that? I mean, do I just sit down and talk to God? Do you ask Him for stuff? What is prayer, and how do you do it? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as today we take another look at prayer from a different perspective. And do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever you might happen to be dealing with in your life just at the moment. Prayer is one of those things that a lot of people do but very few people talk about. As a society, we acknowledge the validity of prayer especially in times of of disaster or national mourning. After a tsunami or an earthquake, everyone seems to want to pray. But when it comes down to it, how do I pray? Very few people ever talk about that. That's why we've been spending a bit of time on exactly that over this week. So if you're one of the 75% of all adults who say that they've prayed at least once in the last month, how do you pray? I mean, how? What are the things you talk about to God? You spend the whole time asking Him for things? Or, or is there something more to prayer? Should there be more to prayer? Well, it turns out that Jesus wanted his disciples to know how to pray. So he told them, plain and simple. The question is, what did he say when he taught them how to pray? Yesterday we talked a little bit about the Lord's Prayer, the whole Our Father thing. Today I want to look at exactly what Jesus did say about this whole prayer thing. Well, here's what he said. If you want to have a look at it, it's in the first book of the New Testament, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 6, begins at verse 5. When you pray, he said, don't be like the hypocrites. They just love standing up in the synagogues on the street corners to be seen by men. I'll tell you something. They've received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father in secret. He's unseen. Then your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep babbling on like the pagans. They think they'll be heard because of their many words. Now, don't be like them, because your Father knows what you need before you even ask Him. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, here on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive you your sins. Now, when you look at that that little bit of teaching, as short as it is, on prayer, seven simple points come out. Now, I'm not one to do points much when I'm speaking, but you don't have to remember these. Anyone can figure it out. Pick up a Bible and it jumps out at you. It's Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 13. And if you don't have a Bible, go to a website called BibleGateway.com. That's BibleGateway.com on the net. And you can go and look it up, Matthew chapter 6, 5 to 13, and print it off. Here are the seven simple points that Jesus makes. The first thing is, do it in secret. 
Prayer is a personal, private, intimate thing. It's not for show. It's not there to impress other people. It's not to make other people think, boy, boy, he can pray. She's really good at praying. No, it's not that. Think about husband-wife communication, the deep things, the important things, the, the personal things. How do they talk about those? In private. It's not for show. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't stand on the street corner or the synagogue to be seen. No, no, no. Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what's done in secret will reward you. Do it in secret. Second thing, it's not about a lot of words. We talked about that yesterday. Prayer is not some huge formula. You don't have to impress God somehow. We don't have to know exactly the right words to say to extract blessing out of God. It's exactly the opposite. Just go tell him in our own words the way we see it. Simple, straightforward, just the way it is. A.W. Tozer, who wrote this wonderful book, The Pursuit of God, says this, If we would find God amidst all the world's distractions, first, we have to determine to find him and then proceed along a path of simplicity. Now, as always, God discovers himself to babes and hides himself in thick darkness to the wise and prudent. We must simplify our approach to him, put away all effort to impress him, and come with the guileless candour of childhood. If we do this, without doubt, God will respond. That's exactly what Jesus said. Don't go there and try and impress God. Not about a whole bunch of words. Just go the way we are and tell him the way it is. The third thing Jesus says is, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. In other words, worshipping God and adoring God. And one of the things that happens when a marriage loses its gloss is that the husband and wife lose that wonder and awe that they had of one another. Just looking at each other and adoring her or adoring him, it's a natural part of the relationship. And when we look at God, when we look at who he is, it's right that we should worship him. It's a wonderful thing to bow down and to worship God. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Worship is a really important part of prayer. The fourth one is joining hands to do his will. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is really important for me. We can get the God-me relationship all around. We think God's there just to do things for me like a sugar daddy. No, no. I'm there to participate with him in what he's doing. I want his will to happen in my life and around me. Father, I want your will, your kingdom come, your will be done. The fifth point is this, give us this day our daily bread. You know something? It's okay to ask God for the things we need, for food or water or shelter or strength or wisdom or home or safety or family. Lord, I'd really like a special touch from you today. He knows our needs already. Even before we open our mouths, he knows what we need. It's okay to ask God to give us our daily bread and to give us the things that we need. The sixth point is forgiveness. Now, this is a big deal. Forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. This is a sheer acknowledgement that we make mistakes. Pride says I don't need forgiveness. Humility recognises we do. And you notice something? God puts a high premium on this. It's a big deal. He wants to set us free from our unforgiveness. Forgive us our debts or our sin or our trespasses as we also have forgiven our debtors, those who have sinned or trespassed against us. Father, 
I blew this today. I did this wrong today. Would you please forgive me? And lastly, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. In other words, Lord, I want to live my life for you. Protect me from falling over all the time. I don't want to do this in my own strength because you know something? I can't. I want to do it in your strength. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. This is real simple. Seven simple points. Do it in secret. It's not about a lot of words. Praise God. Join hands to do his will. Pray for the things we need. Ask for forgiveness and ask him to help us not to lead us into temptation. It's really simple. And some days, one or more of those things will be more important than others. Sometimes you're struggling with temptation. Other days, it's the daily bread that we need. What I'm saying is there's different emphasis, different issues on different days. But you know something? These very simple down-to-earth guidelines are such a wonderful inside look at how God sees prayer. They give us balance. They give us direction for this wonderful dialogue, this wonderful conversation with God that we call prayer. Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.